0: Huge here. I want to thank you for jumping on our podcast. Spread the word. Just tell everybody to search The Huge Show wherever they download podcast. And also, get ready for the Super Bowl. Get in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE. Let's go talk to Doug Skeen. He's a happy man. Anytime he sees the big boys up front on both sides of the ball pushing people around. And he's a five-time Big Ten champion, late '80s, early '90s at Michigan. Co-host of the Michigan Football Podcast with Chris Ballas at the Wolverine dot com. He texted me right after the game last night. He was one happy camper. How are you doing, Skeener?
1: I'm doing great today, Bill.
0: Thanks. National champs, huh? Mm.
1: It's it's weird to say that out loud, isn't it? It's weird to think. I was I was looking back just in the last four or five weeks of the season starting with the, the, the mess at Penn State and and being without Coach Harbaugh and what Michigan did at Penn State and then a little bit of adversity there and the Maryland was a pesky team, but then Ohio State, the Iowa team with their defense and then the Rose Bowl against Alabama and then we beat our red-hot Washington team. It's incredible what this football team did this year. And the rare amount of focus that these guys had amongst themselves—it's something we'll always remember.
0: Yeah, because I want to go back. I'm going to have Superfly. We've been busy with the national championship run. I'm going to go to our Tullymore spring and fall football summits, and what you, I, you and me, uh, Ballas, Borton, uh, Safi—what we all predicted uh, back in May of 2023 and also into August in 2023 because I think most of us felt the trigger game was going to be that game at Penn State and Michigan hung on and J.J. was banged up and they found a way to win minus Harbaugh, the drama we didn't know at the time. And that really set up this run to be an undefeated Big Ten champion. Before that, Ohio State knocked off again and then taking care of business against one of the SEC big boys in Alabama who crushed Georgia and Washington, whose offense for the most part was unstoppable all season long.
1: Yeah, Bill, when you go back and you listen to the tapes from Tullymore, you're going to hear myself, I think you, and a couple other guys are going to say this team's going to run the table and win it all, which was a bold thing to say because we haven't seen Michigan do this since 1997 in the old system of college football. But we said back in the spring, and we said it again in the fall, this team had enough parts and pieces amongst all the position groups to get the job done. The question was going to be, could they perform in the biggest of moments, in the biggest of stages? And they did. And and it's incredible looking back on it because it was it was something that we thought they could absolutely do, but I think there was still a little bit of doubt that they were actually going to be able to perform and do it. I know Ballas picked them to lose at Penn State, and the reality is, for anybody that's been to Penn State on a whiteout out game, it is, in my experience, I never played there, but I've been there a couple times as a spectator on the sideline. It's the second loudest stadium I've ever been in my life behind Ohio Stadium. It is a difficult place to play, and I understand why Chris picked them to lose that game, but, uh, you know, they, they got it done in... in in a tough environment without their coach. And then that springboarded them, they galvanized that locker room and that Michigan versus everybody thing came out. And I really think looking back on it, it was a propelling moment when they benched Carball before that football game.
0: Yeah, just so much. Uh, when you go back to our August Tullymore Fall football summit. We got wind, I think, on that Monday that Harbaugh, the university self imposed three game sanction, like minutes before I think we were going on air. If not, we had just uh, started. And what this team weathered. And then Connor Stallions and the Big Ten and the NCAA and uh, running investigators at uh, players and coaches. And Doug, why I've anointed this Michigan team, the greatest one year team I've ever seen in college football, not based on all these guys are going to play in the NFL, is that they played like a team and they weathered so many on-the-field and off-the-field attempts and they still stood as champions last night.
1: It's incredible. And don't forget, they lost their linebacker coach in the middle of this championship run, too. Hartridge was fired because of whatever he did or didn't do there. And so there was just an incredible amount of obstacles put in the way of this football team. And they just kept going. I think you're right, Bill. I I was texting some of my buddies that I played with at Michigan last night as we watched the game wind down. This is the greatest group of guys to ever wear the uniform at Michigan. In over 100 years of football, it's unbelievable what they did. They're better than the 97 team, which was the previous standard. That 97 team with a couple Hall of Fame NFL guys and a whole bunch of other NFL guys and all the greatest players – And I think I heard, uh, I read uh, Steve Hutchinson said the same thing. He was on that team. This is the greatest football team in the history of our program. It's the greatest team effort, focus effort, I've ever seen in college football because, as I heard you before I came on, this wasn't the most talented football talent team we've ever seen in college football, certainly not in the last 10 years. What they overcame redefined what it means to stay together as a team.
0: You know, and add in losing Zinner, too, in the Ohio State game. Uh, If we want to go down this constant checklist of what this team overcame or next man up, you know, outside of losing J.J., they had issues all across the board and guys who missed games or couldn't play, and J.J. didn't play hurt, though. He, He sucked it up and played hurt against Penn State. That's why they weren't throwing the football.
1: Yeah, J.J. showed some toughness. I know our middle linebacker had his hand all wrapped up all season long there, and yeah. So, Zinter goes down with a snapped leg. Trent Jones comes in at right tackle. They move Barnhart into right guard, and they don't miss a beat. Uh, Bill, I I tracked tracked the O-line performance last night. NJ had pressures. I think he was touched in the pocket of the passer. He was touched three times, no sacks, no tackles for loss. And this is a reshuffled offensive line. Again, credit to Sharon Moore, the offensive line coach who's worked wonders with that group in the last few years, and so again, more accolades and the, the story behind the story of what this team did.
0: Doug Skeen is a five-time Big Ten champion offensive lineman late 80s, early 90s. He's also part of the Michigan Football Podcast. Heard Weekly with Chris Ballas at the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee. Guess I'm talking about Michigan winning the national championship. I did see the Early picks for the college football playoff expanded format from the CBS Sports College football crew. They have Michigan as a two seed in the 12 team playoff. And I know we've discussed that it, it seems Harbaugh would be gone. He talked about the players needing a union and a piece of the pot today. And I think that's a big part of what the Big Ten and NCAA are doing this subversive, constant hits on Harbaugh, trying to get him to run to the NFL. Uh, but Santa Ono, Ballas said that he's doing everything he can to keep him. The collective money will be there to keep guys around for another year, including J.J. McCarthy. So uh, has this weekend changed my outlook on whether Harbaugh leaves for the NFL or if J.J. comes back?
1: Well, it hasn't changed mine. I, I think if, if, if I could draw it up, I think Jim – Jim probably leaves for the NFL. I don't feel any different about that today than I did a few days ago. In fact, I probably feel even more, uh, more that he'll leave because he's got this trophy and this experience and this mountain that he's climbed. And I think he's, as we said before, one of the most competitive guys that walks this earth or ever has. And he desperately wants the next challenge. And I think the next challenge for him is not another college football title but a Lombardi trophy like his brother's got and his brother might get another one this year. I think he probably wants that. And that's not that Michigan is not going to give him all the tools and resources he needs you know, or would need to continue to have success at Michigan. I just think Jim is a guy who can look at the next thing that hasn't been done, and he's going to want to go do that. As far as J.J. goes, uh, as far as, you know, as clutch as he was in that Rose Bowl game and a couple of those plays last night were really, really good. If this, if this young man wants to be a high first-round draft pick, I'd, I didn't see it last night. I didn't see it in the Rose Bowl either, Bill. I saw a guy who's really good who could be even better. And so, I, you know, again, J.J. will do what's best for him and his family, as all these young men do nowadays. But if I were just saying, hey, so do you think that J.J. should leave for the NFL or should he stay and polish and then maybe ascend next year's draft board, I would pick the latter.
0: Good But not great for J.J. McCarthy, which good versus great has been a common theme through our Tullymore (laughs) Spring and Fall Football Summits. And ironically, Stafford and Golf are meeting Sunday night in the playoffs. (laughs) It's the Tullymore Golf Fall Football Summit Super Bowl.
1: you got to put J.J. in the great category in Michigan history. You have to do that. He's won championships. He's got the big ring that none of us got when we played there except for just a few teams. So he's in that category. Is he first round? Is he top ten NFL good right now? Is he that great right now? No. I don't think so. That's my point
0: about great. He's great as a college QB because he wins, but does it translate and we'll see that. Skeener, I gotta get to a network break. Man, I I appreciated all your input all season long on Michigan football. If Harbaugh or JJ leaves soon, we'll jump back in and grab you again. Uh, you're great at what you do. I'll, I'll see you in person at the Tullymore uh, Golf Resort Spring Football Summit in May. Can't wait, Bill. Go Blue. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, back at you, Doug Skeen, joining us.